Well, you don't have to be a leader for very long to realize that pressure is part of the job description. Whether it's pressure from others, pressure to appear awesome, or spiritual pressure, the stress of leadership can drain our relationships, our effectiveness, our morale. In this episode, I'm joined by Pastor Brandon again. We're going to give you some strategies on how to improve your leadership in the face of intense opposition and real spiritual pressure. Welcome to the Bible Leadership Podcast. We are so stirred up about connecting your Bible to your leadership and your leadership to your Bible. What we mean is we want to see each one of our leadership life flow from the scriptures themselves. Now, if you're just joining our leadership community, thank you so much for being here. Hey, if you enjoy this, would you consider sharing it on social media? It would really just do so much for the podcast to get it further out there, share it with those leaders in your sphere of influence. Hey, if you want to never miss an episode, be sure to subscribe in your favorite podcast app. You can always find a lot more leadership content at markcarter.life. Hey, I'm stirred up about all of us progressing together to become better leaders, so let's not waste any more time. Let's get after it. All right, here we are, Mark. So we've talked about, uh, in the first, the previous episode, we talked about two pressures out of four pressures yeah. that everyone will face. So we talked about the Everybody. first two. Uh, the first one was friendly pressure for, from others. Uh, and then the other, the second one was pressure to appear awesome. So those are the first two pressures, uh, friendly pressure from others, pressure to appear awesome. What is the third pressure that everyone will face? Yeah, man. So we're going to get a little more serious on this next one up. Um, so I just want to give everybody that warning. There is a real thing such as spiritual pressure. So Mark, what goes wrong when we're undergoing spiritual pressure? Yeah, I think it kind of depends on the personality B. So um, sometimes I think we overthink it and sometimes I think we under consider that it might be spiritual pressure. So depending who you are, um, whichever one you're more prone to do, uh, you might want to do the other one at this point. But I think we all have to recognize that there can be a spiritual preparation for whether it's leading at home, leading at work, leading in church. Mm -hmm. We're just neglecting the spiritual preparation that we need. Um, The reality is Paul teaches us we wrestle not with flesh and blood. I got to believe this is what Jesus was going through in the garden. Like he's sweating great drops of blood. I got to believe the enemy is sitting there like trying to ride him, getting him to, you know, playing chicken uh, with the enemy. And sometimes I think we're just ignoring that the reality that, dude, there's a spiritual battle. We are in the middle of a spiritual war. Right. Um, and that means there's going to be harder seasons, and harder seasons require more prayer. And that's often the first thing that we drop. Um, we know it, but we forget it. And okay. then we're in it. We're like, what's wrong? And it, oh, dude, it's a prayer thing. Yeah. I've been a Christian now 24, three years or something like that. And yeah. you learn day one that you're supposed to pray. Right. And then you relearn it on like week three, and then you just keep learning it every other week down yeah. through the years. But you look back and you're like, oh, I didn't get it then. Yeah. But then you look at today and you're like, I don't think I get it now. Yeah. And so <laughs> like, man, we just got to, we got to hit that prayer thing because we know dude, when you, when you really spend some time in prayer, things shift and mm-hmm. things change. And sometimes the enemy just gets shut down. I think another big one for folks that people tend to not try to lean into, but I would challenge anybody that hasn't done this yet, man. Part of spiritual warfare is fasting. 
Maybe you can't always fast what some other people fast, but limiting what our appetite is hungry for because it clears our emotions back to zero. It sets things right in our head. It kind of, it brings the flesh level down and increases the spirit level that's going on in the inside of us. And some would think that's too spiritual, but I would challenge them. I think you're being a little bit under spiritual. We definitely see this play out in the Bible. Absolutely. The person who takes the time and the trouble to conquer their appetite has less trouble with the flesh. I hate to fast, but I love what fasting does. Hmm. Um, I tend to be more filled the next day. Like the, the fasting day is kind of hard, but right. the next day I'm like full of the Holy Ghost. And it's right. like, wow, I'm just so positive. What a great day. Yeah. Often, so the way this works for me, B, is especially in the winter months when like I'm a little more depressed, fasting just has a significant impact on my sadness level. Hmm. Like I'm so depressed and things are going so wrong. And then I just fast and it's like the Lord whoo, just blows away the, you know, I don't know if it was demons or not, but something was oppressing. Wow. And the fasting just kind of like, kills that. That's awesome, man. The enemy is a bully, and I really think we need to take it to him sometimes because Jesus won the victory, but we're the ones who enforce it. Mm. And we need to be aggressive. We need to remember that we're not given a spirit of fear, but a spirit of power, love, and a sound mind. That's 2 Timothy 1.7. Mm-hmm. We need to remember that the violent take it by force, according to Matthew 11.12. And if, if we don't have our head in that game, I feel like the enemy just, dude, there's going to be a lot of time he's just kicking us in the face but we're not even clued into to the fact that that's happening. Right. And we're just laying there. Yeah. I think that's huge. The enemy is a bully. I think one other place that I don't want to mention, but I think that we should because we can all fall into it. And it is this reality that sometimes, dude, you're going through some spiritual pressure. Often it's self-caused because we're feeling sorry for ourselves. We're mm-hmm. forgetting that part of being a Christian is taking it on the chin. Yeah. The reality that our brothers and sisters around the world, especially other ministry leaders, people that are really going after it with the Lord— they're experiencing the same thing, according to 1 Peter 5, 9. Sometimes it's a lack of thankfulness. Like, dude, you, if you just sat there and, and listed for 10 minutes all the things that are going awesome because God has been ridiculously right. gracious to you, right. um, it, it'd be hard to stay depressed. Yeah. So I just want to challenge us. Sometimes, you know, Paul was thankful whether he's full or hungry, according to Philippians 4, 11 through 13. Yeah, that's great perspective. I think the, the reminder to, to just take it on the chin sounds like a, a good coach. In a good way, saying toughen up a little bit. Yeah. Like you can keep going. Yep. And and we need that, man. Especially in our culture where everything's about being cushy, everything's about being convenienced. The the New Testament dude is like, what book are you reading? Right. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Like our Savior gets crucified. I mean, mean, so I think we just got to think about that a little bit more. Let's pause and just talk to a specific audience for a second because I know there are places in life that can be so dark. Yeah. And and I don't I don't want to make anyone feel bad about this. I believe that um, you can be a Christian, and if you committed suicide, you're still going to heaven. You go to heaven because you're a Christian, not because you did anything right or wrong. Mm. But I want to speak to the people that maybe they're contemplating that, and they're thinking about maybe this is the way to end it. Maybe this is the way to get out of this hopeless despair that I'm in. And this is going to sound maybe not what you think. Can I just challenge you like I challenged a friend the other day? I want you to think about the moment after you commit suicide. I mean, think about what that moment is because often the enemy's got us thinking, oh, it's just going to be so much better. It's going to be such a relief. Well, if you look at Matthew 25 and you look at the parable of the talents and you look at the way God talks to the person that buried their talent in the sand, Mm -hmm. that is not a good day for him. Right. 
And when we take one of God's most precious gifts that he could possibly give us, our life, and all the years that we have left, and all the faithfulness that he wanted us to show to him, and all the the ways he would have gotten us out of certain things, and life would have changed over time, and we just throw that away and say, well, you know, forget about it. It's too hard. I'm going to bury this in the sand. Just think about what it feels like for the king of heaven and the judge of all the earth to say to you, you wicked, lazy servant. Mm. I know it was hard, but you threw all of that away. Well, you got the rest of forever to think about that. And so I just want to encourage you, man, hang on. There's more for you to do. And as dark as it is, in the midst of all the spiritual pressure that you're under, Jesus is there and he's with you. Grab onto his hand because the faithful one will help us be faithful. Do not give up. And of course, get a hold of somebody. Dude, yeah. call us. Call call me. Do something. Yeah. Let, let's talk about this instead of just getting off in the corner where the enemy's going to try to get the knife to our throat. That's so good, man. That's such a good reminder. It's kind of fresh for me. I got to, I not didn't get to, but I had to experience that recently. A friend of mine committed suicide about a month and a half ago, went to his funeral. Man, I just tell you, like the general emotional state of everybody, it was a full funeral home. Yeah. Like his, lots of friends showed up. Yeah. And we were all, I mean, you could tell in people's faces, we we're all experiencing grief and sorrow mm-hmm. and fury. Yeah. Like, come on. Everybody there was mad. Yep. The, nobody had any idea he was going through something on his own and he just kept it to himself and then ended it. And I would have jumped in. Like, yeah. I would have jumped into a fist fight for him and, and helped with whatever I could. And, yeah. Amen. Um, and I think that's a that's maybe a good reminder. Like, if you're thinking about that, think about what you're going to put those people through. Absolutely. Think about how people are going to feel yep. about that. People are really going to come to your funeral. You yeah. might not feel like it, but they absolutely will. And they absolutely will be devastated by, by doing that. And especially if you got kids, think about them. Think about like that story and having to carry that for the rest yeah. of somebody's life. And can I, can, let me just encourage you again. Think about this. The enemy is a murderer. Yeah. Like he's trying to kill and steal. And some of your reality, it's really not the way he's trying to paint it. You know, B, you mentioned fury. I, I would just plead, dude, give us a chance. Yeah. Like, give us a chance to pray right. with you. Give us a chance to talk about it right. instead of just rending that from all of our hearts. So I hope this wasn't too deep for everybody. But, man, I hate the devil. And he's real and he's trying to take us out. That's right. It's a long it's a long winter, man. Yeah. But spring is coming. I'm saying. And you can use the help you have. Yeah. I want to I wanna walk up to Jesus and say, Jesus, I didn't, do, I didn't do great, but I did everything that I could. Yeah. And I didn't give up early. I didn't yeah. take myself out of the race. I trusted your timing for that. Well, it's good, man. Should we keep going? Let's do it. All right. What is the fourth pressure that everyone will experience? Yep. The fourth pressure is pressure from opposition. Mm. This has to do with enemies or persecutors, people who maybe misunderstand us. Mm -hmm. The example, again, is David. After the difficult uh, experience at Ziklag of, you know, they come back home and the wives and the kids and all the stuff is gone. You know, they got raided. That's clearly some opposition. And then... You know, his own people are going to stone him. They're, they're talking about it. I mean, that's a day in the life of this leader. Right. There can just be such difficult pressures that we're experiencing. And some of you are going through this right now. Dude, we can get like almost crazy with how much someone is hurting us, how much someone is coming against us, someone's talking about us, someone's betraying us. I know that my default, when someone's really putting that that prickly pressure on me, like they're, it's almost like they're picking a fight. They're not, but they are. Mm-hmm. My whole MO that I have to resist is I want to lash out at people. So I don't know if anyone else feels that way, but... When someone is really putting the pressure on me in an enemy kind of a way, in a yeah. persecutor kind of way, dude, I I need help just not to punch some people. So <laughs> I think this is a hard moment to see straight. 
Yeah. When you're really, I'm not talking about when you have a little baby pressure. Okay, somebody didn't like something you did on Facebook. That's not what we're talking about. <laughs> right. There's actual people that don't like you, yeah. that are trying to come against you, that are trying to like get you kicked out of work. It's in your face. Yeah, dude, yeah. that is real stuff. And we need Jesus to be real close at this moment. Yeah. So what do we do, man? Yeah, I think a couple things, bro. This is why it's so important to have community. You got to have, you got to remember that people are with you, even though mm-hmm. it doesn't seem like people are. Because the enemy wants to focus us on, here's all the people that are against you. Yeah. But usually that's like, that's a small percentage of the actual humans in your life. Right. And you're forgetting there's so many people who love you. There's so many people who support you who think you're a rock star. And they'd pray for you if you let them know. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's important for leaders to remember it honors people when you ask them to pray for you. It makes your trial easier, but it actually teaches them, hey, man, I'm willing to be vulnerable with you. Like, I, I value you. You have my back. I think it's also important, you know, if you work on a team, to remember that most people are trying to help you. Yeah. Like, most people aren't trying to, like, make this harder for you. There's probably a lot of folks in your life that are trying to move some mountains on your behalf because they think you're awesome. And then, of course, Jesus himself thinks you're awesome. And then I think maybe one last thing, be is that we need to decide if we're going to go through this opposition anyway— we're going to do it God's way because mm. the enemy wants us to react. He wants us to lash out. I've had so many times when I wanted, I mean, dude, you know, you're having that dialogue. It's really a monologue, but it's a dialogue in your head of like, then they're going to say this. And I'm going to say this. And I'm going to do that. Then <laughs> I'm going to kick them in the throat. I'll never see it coming. Yeah. Right. And obviously, <laughs> but but you not only should we not do that, but I, but I just wonder how many how much time mm-hmm. we waste, mm-hmm. you know, just thinking about that. And, and it's like it's depleting us just even thinking about Absolutely. it. Absolutely. And so we need to come to Jesus in that moment and say, I'm going to do this God's way. Mm. I'm going to pray for them. I'm going to pray for a soft heart for me. And it doesn't mean it's going to get resolved right away. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll talk about this in another podcast, but you know, you confront, repent, forgive. There's got to be some kind of relational connection there. But assuming you can't do that, you got to speak the truth to yourself. And there is a time when you have to, maybe someone's saying some things that are wrong about you. And I would just encourage Christians because sometimes they feel like, well, I can't do anything about that. Well, Samuel, he spoke up for himself and he told everybody, hey, listen, this is who I've been the whole time that I've been serving you. And you guys do whatever you want, but I'm going to stand up for my own integrity. We have to sometimes answer some things. Mm -hmm. But then again, we seek to drive ourselves deeper in the world because that's where we're going to get rescued. The enemy wants to not only mess with this situation, he wants to mess with our hearts, drive shrimp and decay deeper into us. So we just got to be on guard and like, dude, I know you're tired, but you got to face this like a true opponent and push back against this opposition in God ways. That's good, man. I, I was reading one of your blog posts recently. I can't remember which one it was, but they're all good. So oh, if you're listening to this, good. I thought it was check. the only good one. Okay. Go check them out. Um, but you're, you're talking about Samuel speaking up, speaking the truth. And this in this blog, you're talking about this really in- interesting concept that there. You said there there comes a time when it's appropriate and even necessary to defend yourself. Yeah. When you're undergoing this kind of opposition, um, and that that kind of seems counterintuitive to the like turn the other cheek concept that we hear about. But it's it's clear from Scripture that that in order to preserve the work the Lord is doing, uh, it is okay to counter lies with truth. And, and that doesn't mean right that we control the story or like we get even or it doesn't mean that we like seek seek out our accusers and try and get on their level mm-hmm. and engage in this gossip war or anything like that, but uh, that we present an honest account. And even where possible, like Samuel's example, a public account 
yeah. if necessary yeah. in our defense. But I love that even as you're talking about, you kind of sandwich that between praying. Yeah, you speak the truth and you seek to drive the word down deeper. Yeah, yeah. That's huge, man. I love that. Yeah, I think it's so important to remember that it's true that on a certain level, there's things God has to defend you about. Like yeah. the, the situation isn't going to turn over. God's got to do it. But that's not the same thing as just sitting there listening to lies right. and not correcting the story. Yeah. Like we speak the truth in love. And if you've got a bunch of voices that are just saying the, you know, the wrong thing about you, it's not that you take it to them and you, you know, you're trying to start a fight, but you say, Hey man, this is what's real. Right. This is what really happened. I, I deny what they're saying. That's, that's good, man. Kind of like the weekend, Brandon, when you thought it would be a good idea to just wear your Tarzan briefs yeah. to uh, the Sunday experience. And you had a lot of flack for that. Yeah. And you had to like, you know, understand the integrity of your own heart. Yeah. You really, you stuck to your guns on that one. You know, I wish I had had this podcast then. Yeah. Let me just say that. I wasn't so sure about how that was going to go, but yeah. I guess you, in a way you played the man, so. Yeah. <laughs> in a very specific way, you, you played the man. <laughs> yeah. Unique, a unique way. Well, this has been great. So we talked about the four types of pressure that everyone will face. We talked about friendly pressure from others, pressure to appear awesome, spiritual pressure, and pressure from opposition. Mark, are there any, any kind of closing thoughts talking about this topic? Yeah, you know, I would just ask the question to all of our listeners. Hey, are you walking in peace while you're in the midst of pressure? That is the hardest thing to do, but it's what we should do. Jesus gave us his peace, and that's what we need to be striving for is, look, you have to do the day anyway. Mm-hmm. Like at the end of the day, we can't give you a pill. There's no podcast that can just be like, oh, there goes the pressure. Right. At the end of the day, we can apply strategies, but we have to choose, look, the day's going to happen. As far as it depends on me, I'm going to try to abide in the peace of Jesus and be like, my God has got my back. My God will take care of me. I'm going to do right and trust him to do what I can't do. Yeah, that's so good, man. I love it. Hey, before Brandon and I go today, can I just remind you about the Sword Girl Conference that is coming up this fall? It is the awesomest thing that I feel like we do just about the whole year. That is September 20th and 21st. And now through May 26, you can get your ticket for just $70. Now, this is a ladies-only conference, but I want to encourage all the men out there, hey, if you've got a sister, a wife, a mama, an auntie, like whoever, you would love to see them take more ground with Jesus. Can I just encourage you, bro? You're going to gain so many points because this is going to impact the lives of the gals that you know. Also, ladies, hey, um, I know that everybody's busy, but this really is a superior opportunity to connect with Jesus, but also gals from all over. So if you live in the area, uh, if you live in Lake County, Illinois, I just want to encourage you so much to be there. We're going to have Jamie Ivey, Stephanie Boyce, Sophie Hudson, and of course, my gorgeous wife, Mackenzie Carter. You can check it out. Register now at swordgirlconference.com. And again, it's only $70 before May 26th. That really is the awesomest price that you are going to see. Hey, gals, take your next step. Invest in your spiritual walk with Jesus and with other gals. You will not regret it. Sweet guys, well, thanks again for being a part of this podcast community. We're so thankful for everybody, and we'll see you next time. See you next time. Oh, 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 oh,